0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Nigeria Politics Weekly. As usual, my name is Michael, and back with us this week is Phoenix. Uh, the We've the, got a lot of messages asking where Phoenix had gone. Phoenix needs to explain himself, I agree. disappeared for almost two, three weeks, so he needs to explain himself. But before we get there, we have three guests today. Our first guest is Oscar. Oscar is a member of the IPOP, Indigenous People of the De- Afra Movement, and is also a trader. Our second guest is Irene. Irene is a healthcare marketer, but also a passionate supporter of Peter Obi, the one of the candidates within the People's Democratic Party. Our third guest is Ilemona. Ilemona is a member of the People's Democratic Party. Now, the three topics we'll be discussing today are, firstly, There was a one million man or woman march in support of Peter L B over the weekend. So we'll be discussing that. Secondly, we'll be discussing the brutal beheading of a lawmaker or a legislator in Anambra State. His name was Okechuku Okoye. And thirdly, we'll discuss the upcoming PDP primaries. The People's Democratic Party will be holding their presidential primaries uh, very soon. So we'll be discussing the various candidates and their prospects. So firstly, to Phoenix, our first topic, the one million man or woman march in support of Peter Obi. Can you talk us through what what triggered this movement? Was it it sponsored as they do in Nigeria? Was this organic or was it spontaneous? Phoenix, can you talk us through uh, this this, this march?
1: Thanks, Michael, and uh, thanks, Irene. Oscar and Lemona for joining us this week. Hello, listeners. Um, glad to be back, and uh, sorry to have been MIA for was it three weeks? You know, we do this thing out of passion for the homeland, but when the uh, day job comes calling, <laughs> we, we have to answer that. So, I've been traveling for work uh, for for a while now, but glad to be back. Um, to your question, Michael, um, the way I saw it is it was it's, it's, it's it was organic. Um, because I followed um, the way it, you know, snowballed into something that people actually wanted to do. My sense is, you know, the taunting thing that this was mainly an online phenomenon, I mean, the, the support for, Peter you know, we got people to want to show that it went beyond online. And therefore, they decided that, look, if we, if we do a match through the streets across different parts of the country, maybe people will begin to take us serious. And, and I and I and I like that. I mean, it's, it's it was refreshing to see and and to see that enthusiasm, especially from from younger folks who we know have shown apathy, uh, especially in the last general elections. I mean, we we had a very very depressed turnout. I forget the exact number now, but I believe that less than thirty percent of registered voters came out, which is which is a disaster. I mean, you can't you can't be having those kind of numbers decide the faith of the nation. And for me, and I've been saying this on Twitter, I, I believe very strongly that we need a stronger turnout. I've been canvassing for 60 million people to come out and vote in 2023. And this is how it's gonna happen. You need you need energy, you need excitement. I think for me, I mean, the person at the center of it all is, is Peter Obi and his candidacy has, uh, has energized um, a lot of people old and young people who are tired of the start of school, people who are looking for a change. I also like, and he was involved because he he did tweet in support of it, um, ahead of it. And then he thanked them afterwards. So there is some sense that his campaign or his people are involved which makes me, and it's great that we have Irene, uh, who's the marketing expert. It made me think of marketing, and you know, you, especially in consumer goods, you go out with either a push or pull strategy. I mean, push, basically you're pushing through the channels and trying to get, I mean, retailers to put your products out there, you give them great trade terms. So you're, you're, you're doing that, or pull, you're going directly to the consumers and trying to get them to, to get the retailers to push your product, So it's, it's almost, and, and those who succeed tend to be those who can balance both, right? Who can use both strategies. And, and it seems to be what he's doing. Peter Obi has been around the country to all the 36 states. He's the only candidate who seems to have done that. And at the same time, you're seeing this organic um, um, reaction by people who he has been speaking to consistently over a number of years using every basic platform. He's, he's on every every TV station, every serious political program, putting his message out there. So he's doing both. And, and it's refreshing to see um, and, and uh, let's see how, how much this helps because he needs to scale the first hurdle and let's see what, what happens uh, with that. But it was great to, to see the energy uh, of the people even before he's declared the, the candidate of a party, begin to show that. And for me, what was even more in, interesting was the fact that people are, you know, just coming out and saying that look, we 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 know what we want, we know what good looks like. And therefore we're ready to put that out there and and sway the process to make sure that people take us seriously and listen to us. So it was great to see. Thank you, Phoenix.
0: Let me bring in Irene, because you've mentioned the fact that Irene is a, is, a, is a passionate supporter and a marketer. Irene, you're one of the prominent supporters of PTLB on social media, Twitter to be precise, and you were tweeting in favor of this one million march. And in response, a number of members of the PDP have accused you of conducting, as they say in Nigeria, a campaign of calumny against the party, threatening the delegates, that if they don't give you P T L B, you're going to ignore them. And one member in particular said to you that he's he, there's there's some there's some inconvenient truths that people like you, PLB supporters, need to know, which is that you cannot tell the delegates of the PDP how they will vote. So you need to understand these inconvenient truths. So, Irene, how, how do you respond to this? Are you launching a campaign of calumny against the PDP? And are you trying to dictate to the delegates how they should vote? How do you respond to these allegations, Irene? <laughs> I think
2: it's very, I think it's ridiculous and hilarious. I think that people will say anything to distract you from your objective. I'm because, you know, and th- these people are very, I find these accusations very incongruent. On one hand, you are saying, Clearly, that this is she's not Irene is not a member of your of of the PDP. Irene has no influence, no power, and whatever. Right. So, everybody agrees that I am for all intents and purposes an active citizen who wants to be involved in the process as a citizen, because I do not believe we all have to join a party to be involved in the process. And, you know, in one hand, you say, you you know, you're not that powerful. And then in the, on the on the other hand, you're also saying the same breath. You're also saying, you're also upset that I want to withdraw my support. Let me give a little bit of a backstory. I haven't always been interested in politics, you know, per se. I, I, I grew up being one of those people who believed that, you know, you should keep your head down. But then somewhere along the line, I think it was in 2018. 11, that you know people just it's just you know generally you you the more the, the more that you mature as a as a human being you know the more that things the economy the, polit- the political social political situation affect you the more that you're involved you know and I started to become a lot more involved and the entire time the entire time I have supported PDP unequivocally 2014, I said I was not going to get into the fray. I got into the fray simply because, just because, you know, when you're sitting out there and you're looking and you're saying, oh, this this, this is what I believe is best, is, is what would take us forward, right? We've, I've always believed that, you know, I don't think PDP is the greatest party or whatever it is, but I've always believed that at the center of it, that there are people who are still committed to doing, you know, a little of that bare minimum that moves us forward. Because we know that change is incremental, you know. But you see, PDP today is showing us that they are frustrating those ideas. I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I always say this, you know, and, and I have a lot of friends who say, but who are these people? Who are these PDP people? It's the same people that I recognize as PDP that are saying these things to me. You know, so, and, and they're saying, oh, you know, you're, you're threatening the party. I'm like, how can my vote be threatening you? What is wrong with us in this country? Why is my vote a threat to you? Are these delegates, how, 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 does the, how does the party, you know, uh, and its actors not, how are they not able to tell the electorate whom they will need their votes at the end of the day? How are you going to say to me, please get out of this process, Let us finish, and then we'll give you what to choose from. Do they not see the insult in it? And these are people who have supported the PDP for a very, very long time. And I'm saying today that, you know, that demonization of APC agenda will not work. Unconditional support will not work. People are too tired. We have been beaten and disillusioned. Everybody is preparing to japa. please. Nobody wants to die just before they japa. That's the truth. So if I'm going to come out, we know that, you know, the only thing, first of all, I don't believe PDP had a shot at winning. I only think that the only thing that will make, give PDP that shot is something, a radical spurring from, you know, from the grass from the, from, from the people on the ground and today we have activated a group of people who so badly want to punish apc for for asu strike for ensas for give us somebody that we can stand behind every day every year politicians come they insult us they tell us ah you people can mobilize for big brother but you cannot mobilize for elections okay fine we are doing it now what is the story Peter B joined the party with structure. He said, "Join the party with structure." He joined the party with structure. We said, "Engage with people." For the last five years, Peter B has been engaging. He did not just wake up to uh, and, and you know come and stand in our presence to to do this. His work is paying off, and I will not in any way, me and my one vote, and by God's grace, everybody who is influenced by you know this, my one vote, I will never support you know a party that allows you know, that is clearly showing that, you know, their internal, you know, um, um, quest for power is more important than alleviating the suffering that we are feeling. No, if that's the case, let's all sit down at home and continue to plan our japa. who is going to suffer. Thank God that you, everybody knows today the price of second passports. So, you know, We think about it, we say, oh, you know, maybe let's just focus on survival. But if I'm going to come out and 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 fight for something, I'm sorry, I cannot fight for Wiki. I cannot fight for Atipu. I cannot fight for Saraki. The time for that has passed. I cannot. But if Obi, if they put Obi on the on the ballot, for as long as, and I've, I've made this commitment, I have made it everywhere, and everybody who knows me, I don't think that that's two sen- I don't think you can speak to me for, the, for 30 minutes without hearing PtoB somewhere from my mind. And you know, for me, for people to say that it does not matter to delegates, it's a joke. If after all this show of support, these things do not matter to delegates, ah, there's no reason to support delegates' choice. I'm sorry. It means that you know you are no better than we are running from because you sell me. That means that the price is money. The worst part is this you know, I, 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 I've said this before that PDP needs to do the important job of communicating to these prospects of dialoguing and welcoming these new this prospective new people and making them feel like part of this process and making them feel like this process is free and fair people keep drawing parallels to the to, to the US election and i keep telling them even in the US when the dems had when 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 there were issues in the primaries the entire populace was disgusted it's normal it's only normal if today you are telling me that 2 B is not good enough because you well, know this is this is this is what happened with that this is this and this is who is good enough based on X Y Z information, I would understand. But if the reason that 2 B is not good enough for PDP is because they want to stick to the old ways when we are desperate for change, when all of us today are running out of the country knowing fully well that we may not see our parents again, no. I will not come out for anybody that is not pt I will not encourage anybody to come out for anybody that is not to b And you know, if the way that it is looking, if PDP puts up a Northerner and, and APC puts up a Southerner, I don't know, but I feel like this election is going to be a walkover. If any which way, without P2B, without that radical grassroots change, this election is a walkover for APC. That's just the truth, you know. Uh, and so, yes, the, the clamor for OB is is passionate is intense you know because and it's and it's just like phoenix has mentioned it's organic and it's built out of all this taunting that we don't matter how can people how can party actors who call us for votes and call us to help us, help them campaign come and in the same breath tell us that we don't matter i'm going to wait for them in june i want to see where those where, where those million of votes are going to come from they Want to go to those mamas in the village to get those votes. But guess what? They were not protecting those mamas. Most of them have died. Ah uh-uh. ah. APC will use their whatever, their, their their registration details to continue to their rigging machinery. I can see that my time is up. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Irene, for your passionate response. So I need to go to the Lemona because a lot of your you, you, it seems you've carried on this campaign of, uh, alleged campaign of calumny against the party. So I need Elamona to, to respond. Elamona, Irene has raised a number of issues, but there's two in particular I need you to respond to if possible. The first is, she said, your party is not listening to the voters. You're, 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 you're talking down to them, telling them that it's the decision of the delegates, that they don't, they don't matter. And secondly, Irene says, Sarah Key, I know you support Saraki. Key. Uh, plus Atiko and the others are the old gods. That, that's the old way of doing things. That what the people want is Peter Obi So why don't you give them Peter or B, uh, Ilemona?
3: Hi. Um, first of all, where do I even start from? Listening to the voters. I'm sorry, yeah, but the question is listening to who? Every, everybody who has put up his hand to say, I want to run for the office of president, has a number of voters across the country, everywhere. Everybody, and I'm speaking 15 in PDP, 25 in APC. Everybody who has put up his hand to say, I want to run for the office of president, or perhaps if you want to be able to organize a march where people show up, perhaps in large numbers. So listening to who? I believe that there are maybe four, five serious contenders in the PDP. All of them will be able to point out to you a support base that has millions of people. So what you have to do is balance that out and create a playing field where you're listening to millions of people. In the knowledge that unless there is a transparent, open process, if you impose someone You run the risk of alienating all the other people who ought to come together after the primaries to work for that one person. We must take one understanding. There is not a single aspirant anywhere within the five major contenders, if you will, who can win this election on their own. Nobody. After the primaries, we need to come together with the process. That's it. We need to have conducted a process that encourages the people after the primaries to say, yeah, okay, we went fair, square, we lost, we're supporting someone. On the contrary, I don't believe that Peter B is the best, is the best candidate. I believe that Bukola Saraki is. I believe that he's shown character over the years. I believe that he has the right sort of combination of advisory, legislative, executive, and public sector experience. I believe that he has an understanding of the issues he's engaged he's spoken at events he's spoken on te- um, television and radio he's shown a practical understanding and demonstrated a commitment and a willingness to provide solutions that will give us that will essentially fix nigeria i believe that has done the work he left the party in 2015 came back in 2018 committed time, energy, resources has been persecuted for it. Not only that, has realized that ah, this party machinery, unless it functions properly, we cannot win an election. Right? And so has gone and committed himself, demonstrated 14 months, chairman of the National Reconciliation Committee, going around the 36 states of the Federation, putting out fires, repairing structures for the party machinery to function effectively. So I believe that he has a claim. He has a right to have a claim to the ticket. Why should anybody say that your cause, your opinion, your support must triumph over mine? If you say, let's pull out a support base, I can show you a support base over the years that supported Bukola's hierarchy. I can show you that in millions. So what do we do? The only way out, is to find a process that we can trust that helps us choose one over the other. Now we can't do an indirect, we can't do a direct primary process because let's not lie about it. The party doesn't have a verifiable database of members that you can rely on and say, everybody go to the field and whoever gets the most support from, win, um, from members of the party wins. So what's the flip side? The indirect primary system, which is through delegates, where members of the party at the ward level elect delegates who come to the national level to vote for um, for who would be the candidate of the party. Engage, to the best of my mind, engage the process. Lobby. Negotiate. Speak to people. Get them to see why, like I have been doing for a while, get them to see why Bukola Zaki is better than all the rest. It's really simple. What people and i don't get me wrong i've seen quite a number of uncomplimentary comments and they disheartened me because i believe that people are tearing at the umbrella that we're all going to need to stand under after the primaries those um comments disheartened me but from my end i've seen quite a number of people who support um um one of the aspirants say hold on that guy is not good hold on that guy is not good and sometimes even spew lies and share old wives' tales, that are easily report, reportable. but Will we engage everybody? The answer is it can't be. If people say, come back to the delegate system, you, you well, we have to use the de- delegate system anyways. Engage it. It's not dismissive of your aspiration or your support. It's actually a pointer as to the way that we should go. Any other thing... It, it, Now, when they say go and speak to the delegates are the ones who are going to decide, it's reductionist to say that delegates decide only because of money. It's reductionist. Otherwise, the outcome of the 1999 primaries would have been different. Otherwise, the outcome of the 2019 primaries would have been different. Otherwise, the outcome of the 2010 primaries would have been different. So it's very reductionist to say that money is the only spurring factor. Other factors exist one of those factors political networking that's been done over the years the ability to reach out to people across the country with whom you've had a political network for several years that's one another one public perception we've seen that play out we saw that play out in 2010 we saw that play out in 1998-99 we've seen it play out before where people sit down and say hold on Where stakeholders within the party sit down and say, hold on, what's going on across the country? Where should we go? How do we ride the wave? I'm very excited about the the excitement. I'm very appreciative of the excitement that comes out that, that I'm seeing at the moment. I actually believe that more and more people need to step out of comfort zones and engage the electoral process and cause it to spin. But I'll end my conversation on two notes. One, how do you balance the demand by new voters, people who are just coming, people who aren't members of the party? How do you balance that out with the demands of people who are within the party, have been within the party for years, contribute Hold meetings. Maintain the party structure. And I'm saying hold on. If I've been here for four, six, eight, ten 10 years, my opinion has to matter. Yeah, you're just coming. You don't want to come into the house. That's fine. You want to have an opinion. That's also fine. But how do we strike a balance between two? Because guess what? Both of them are very valid concerns. Both of them are very valid sets of voices. The Opinion that, eh, because we're coming, we want, we want, we want, without necessarily countenancing the people who are going to be polling agents on the day, the people who are going to be canvassers on the streets on the day, the people who are going to carry your message to towns and villages where they have, where they have organized structures, where people come to meet them, and they hold meetings on a weekly, monthly, and quarterly basis, you can't dismiss it, dismiss um, the one for the other now. Finally, I'm sorry, I don't know, I will not speak for anybody else, but Bukola's does not represent the old God. He's a frontier for the new God, And he's shown that in every office that he has occupied over the course of his political career, starting from when he was SA to President Obasanjo, where he passed, he pushed for the passing of the Fiscal Responsibilities Act, which to this day guides our budgeting process. 23 years later, to his time as president of the senate
4: where we can't even
3: argue about how we can't even argue about how committed he was to the cause of the Nigerian um, people of the Nigerian republic we can't even argue that his work was stellar we can't even argue that he led without doubt the best the most productive and the most people oriented senate since the return of democracy to this country and that i see in the history of this country at all nobody can call uh i'm done i yield the mic thank you elemona i was going to go to
0: oscar but i think irene quickly wants to respond so irene you have one minute to to make your comment before we go to oscar Irene. all
3: right great if she responds, i have the right of response to I also have a right of response, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. As long as I have the right of response, I'll keep quiet.
2: Okay. So my my response to Elena uh, asked a question that I wanted to answer, and that's why he, he says, How do we marry you know the new prospective voters? Um and the old and the old the people who have been in the system and it's true i mean like he's and like he's he's rightly said you know these are the guys who are going to be at the polling booth these are also the guys who are going to be you know um fighting for for our votes um and but the the thing that i i find that i i think that it's a pushback let me put it this way so Um, I'm going to send, put us back, send us back to Phoenix's agenda, um, Phoenix's um, analogy, sorry, where he says, where he's looking at it like marketing, because, you know, politics and, you know, electioneering and in itself is a marketing exercise, right? You are selling a candidate. Now, the responsibility to bring people together does not lie with the mob. When people come out and say things like, oh, you know, everybody is shouting, people are saying, it's just uh, it's just shirking responsibility. It is the responsibility of PDP to bring everybody together. Do we have new voters, That new people who want to be involved in the process? Yes. They have come with a condition. Is there a way to negotiate with them? No. But you see, this is what is happening. PDP, different PDP actors have different messaging while the central elect committee is just keeping quiet and allowing all sorts of narratives about delegates and delegates buying and all of that so you see the value of the delegates in the it's a it, it doesn't really even matter what the reality is the perception is that this delegate is against me that is the biggest and that is the worst thing that they are doing today Nobody is, you you know, and that's why I I came back to, you know, it's the perception, it's the perception. This is a perception thing, first and foremost. It is a, if I want to take back this narrative, I need to, from a place of authority, come out and state what is and what isn't, repeatedly demonstrate good faith. You know, these are certain things. I I don't want to be mentioning names, but if I, if me and you, Elamana, follow and, followed in 2015 to demand for for GEJ, right, to campaign for GEJ. Me and you follow to do this. And then tomorrow, this same person, whether or not they are a party official, is still telling me that, you know, your vote does not matter. The truth about this thing is that it drives a perception that PDP, not me, has a responsibility to to change. Except you're saying that my vote doesn't matter. Thank you.
1: Thank, Thank you, you. Sorry, yeah. Michael. Just a couple hey. of things for me, I think. Just, just a couple of things. With okay, okay. Well, one, minute.
3: minute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so, first of all, I mean, to Lemonas' point on Saraki, I, I can't disagree more. Saraki is in, is not in the league of Peter There's enough records for us to go out to 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 go by. As gov- they were both governors for eight years, their records are out there. They, they're not comparable. They are both businessmen. We know what Peter Obi built as a businessman. We know what, and and even in the financial services sector where they both operated, where Peter Obi was chairman of Fidelity Bank, we know what Bukola Saraki's record is there. So for for someone to tell me that Saraki is better, please, that's a joke. We're not having laughs here. The second point is Peter, uh, saying that PDP should not listen to new voters, which I think Irene tried to. But we forget that PDP has lost the last two elections. So these people who are in PDP, who are, not, who are unable to win elections, they think they can continue, they can win the next one by continuing to do what they've always done. They don't think that trying to bring more people to the table and where they see an organic movement, where people are interested in participating and not looking to the other party, but looking to you and saying, give us this, this person who will come out and support you guys. They don't think that all makes sense. They think that the fact that they've lost the last two elections makes sense that they should continue along that path. It's it's weird to me to hear those kind of things. And you know when when, when people talk about um, you, you know when they talk about the, the way the country is today and what we've gone through, I mean again, I hate to pick on people, but even even if you if if you look at the other candidates, I mean. You look at an Atiku and, a, and, a, and a Saraki, and you look at the, the, the part they played in the seven years that we've seen, in being a part of, you know, truncating good governance, or let's say at least better outcomes for people. Let me not say good governance, but let's say better outcomes for people. To what the what we've what we've gone through in the last seven years, and then tell me that because Saraki was blocking. Uh, Magu from becoming chairman of EFCC, that atones for all of that. That makes, I'm I'm sorry, that's not not good enough. That's not good enough. Nigeria needs a new paradigm. And we've been saying this for a a long time. And so the fact that Salaki is much younger than Anantiku, or he's not part of that 1966 or some of those older, his, his thinking and the way he's done things does not tell us that he's a progressive, that he's the kind of leader who will move this country forward. And so the people are calling for a change. And so if the PDP is not willing to listen to that, then that's fine. They can decide within their party to choose whatever they want. And the people will also decide to go where, where, they, where they think that their vote should go. It's very simple. This is not doesn't need to turn into argument now.
0: I'm Thank you. Sorry. Okay, I I'll give you what, one,
3: even minute even more. I one minute to respond. I disagree even more and even more vehemently one in the fact <laughs> i what is the measure of your performance as governor is it isn't it that you should leave your state the state you govern significantly better than you met it can anybody look at um at Kwara state 2003 and look at it again in 2007 and say that it wasn't better can anybody look at nigerian's governor's forum 2007 2011 and say it wasn't better Yes. Can anybody look at the Senate 2015 to 2019 and say it wasn't better? I don't understand. Is it because Bukola Saraki decides that he wants to keep his businesses private, businesses that have been investigated by the CCT all the way up to the Supreme Court and nobody has found any traction or anything wrong? Is it because he decides to keep that better than private, as private as possible? I don't understand. Is it because... um, I don't see the basis. And then when you say I came here and I'm trying to have a joke, this is not for laughs, this is serious business. Of course I know that it's not a joke. Of course I know it isn't isn't for laughs. I've dedicated the last four years of my life trying to actualize this this ambition. How dare anybody say that I came here to come and make a joke out of it? It's not for laughs. The man has a track record that shows that every office that he goes, his performance is better than the previous... Person who he met in office is predecessor. No, I no, mean, but we're not compare, we're not comparing him to his predecessor. Better. No, that's what you did? No, 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 no. I'm not did. comparing All him mean, to his predecessor. I'm comparing. Let's allow.
1: No, 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 no. He can't turn what I'm saying upside down and then tell me to let him allow. Finish my speech. no, 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 no. I'll call him out when he turns what I I'm trying to say upside down. I'm not compare. You can't do that. When you were speaking, I kept quiet. when you were speaking but but say what I said don't talk what I said when when, when you were speaking I can't quiet and Uh, that's the sort of thing that causes
3: the pushback that you get so I'll respond that's what gets the push. that's what causes the pushback that people get it's incoming to come and say hold on you have new voters who want to vote but the new voters all don't want to vote for one aspirant now we have gone around this country encouraging people who have registered in their hundreds of thousands to register for the purposes of also voting the color hierarchy. If I now say, OK, because of that, either, either I vote for uh, either I get my ass grant or the party should crumble. How do we achieve? How does anybody, including Peter, achieve his objectives? How? The only way is to go to a process. Nobody is saying that the opinions of anybody doesn't count. Everybody is saying, apply yourself to a process. The only way to select a winner is a process. Apply yourself to that process. How is that misconstrued as demonizing anybody or dismissing anybody? My God, no! Now, can't okay. be possible. No. Are we supposed no, to just say because you guys want one particular aspirant, everybody shut up and go home? Okay, so okay. if we shut e- up and go home, at, are the, you, the are, time are are also... the millions of people who support Peter Obi going to be able to win the elections on their own, or they're going to come back and rely on us. Then let's talk about uh, marketing, since you brought up a marketing angle. Let let me me, I'll end here 30 seconds by responding to a marketing angle. You lost two elections. Why did you lose elections? If you go and check the 2011 and the 2015 election results, you will see that one thing happened Between 2011 and 2015, PDP lost potentially 4 million voters in the North Central. So you had a hard swing that went from PDP to APC, right? In the 2019 elections, you saw maybe three, maybe a third of the way back. What does that tell you? That, Like in marketing, I have one of two things. I can either go and chase old customers and new customers, customers who have never patronized my brand before, or I can go and chase customers who are dissatisfied, who are coming back, and who, because they are coming back, show perhaps a little bit of a likelihood, a little bit more of a likelihood to vote for me. I can do one of both or i can find the middle of the path and do both something that appeals to new and as well as to returning but what is that it is a process the openness the transparency of that process when Irene was speaking she said how pdp needs to engage i was listening to you i've seen at least i just googled it at least for. Um, four, four statements from the chairman of the party, Senator Iyocha Ayu, where he says this, pro- um, this process is going to be open, is going to be transparent. Can the supporters of the various aspirants please stop insulting each other? Please stop attacking each other. Please stop threatening each other and calm down so that we can engage the process. So that it would be easier for us to support the whoever wins after the primary. Okay. Please, how is this a bad thing?
0: How okay, we, Elemona, have, have uh, anybody we,
3: consider this as we, dismissal?
0: We we have to we have to move on because Oscar is waiting here. But but I, I must thank all of you because this has been a very, very engaging uh, debate, and I'm sure the listeners will reach their judgment. But let me just come to Oscar on this topic before we move on. Oscar, you've heard what what? both sides have had to say. You've heard the case for Bukola Saraki, you've heard the case for Pitao B, and you've heard the commentary around the fact that there's a lot of new, organic and exciting support for Pitao B as evidence in the march. Does that fill you with optimism that a new breed of young Nigerians are engaging with the process and perhaps the country can change, Oscar?
4: Thank you, Michael, for having me again in your podcast. (laughs) You know, why the two people are, or anyway, why the three people are arguing? I'm just here laughing. Because we don't face the realities of our life. We just want to live in that fantasy life like a dream because, you know, Nigerians, religion have destroyed our brains so much. We believe in miracles. So it's so funny. I want to say one or two things concerning this 1 million match, because I think the conversation was like a kind of campaign for who is going to pick PDP PDP ticket. But we're talking about 1 million match of P2B, which is laughable. P2B is my brother. If I'm in a position to advise him, I would tell him he's just going on a, 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 a fruitless effort to say he's going to get PDP ticket to become Nigerian president. And it is so funny that we don't, we don't listen to people. I remember last year, Peter B said that you cannot walk on, you cannot drive a car, the engine is knock, knock. And I think yesterday also he made a comment of everyday Nigeria is collapsing. And I was just asking myself, how right then this man think he's gonna build a house that already collapsed? And my, the other my brother who is supporting Saraki says something. That shows you that he was not even for the benefit of Nigeria. It's for his own benefit. He said, I have been on this for years to actualize this. He's not been on it for Nigeria to move forward. That's one point I want him to understand there. Then coming to one million match. (laughs) I beg no. Nigeria. Nobody should interject that. Just So on the one million match, you guys should understand that all the one million match we talk about who and who participated in the one million match? The Southerner. Was there any northern any northern state that participated on that one million match? And my sister, can you yes. answer me? Yes. Which, yes. State, yes, which state, which state apart from Abuja?
2: So there was Joss, there was Kano,
4: there was Joss is India. not in the north.
2: Just is not in the
4: north. where? Yeah, just is just is a, a middle belt. So let's go another one.
2: Okay, Kano is, is where.
4: Can I agree? Can is in the north. Which other uh, northern, uh, northern state that participated in that one million match?
3: Taraba. There okay. was not Taraba. There was in. Kanduna. Okay. Okay. That's three states, right? Three states in the north, right? At least to the <laughs> best of my knowledge. I mean, if
1: Cano, okay. if Kanduna and Kaduna have participated, what else are you looking for? I mean, I do. I don't understand. No, no, no,
4: no, no. I'm just saying be because we know the understanding and the reality are on ground. Like I was listening to Anujo Zocalo on, on Channels TV. He said, even if they give him the ticket of APC, he's not gonna win because Juan Gua-Zo is there. And uh, for the fact Juan Gua-Zo is there, any party that uh, ceded his ticket to the South, is definitely gonna lose. What does that tell you? Nigeria is not in existence. We're just deceiving ourselves. So it's better we come to reality that Nigeria is not. I just want to ask a simple question. Somebody who is a Christian in the North today, his life is in danger. He can be lynched for every little second. He's a goner. And we never talk about it. And we are talking about one million match for P2B. A sitting president, who is Jonathan, his, his, uh, his, uh, his uh, campaign tri- uh, campaign people was in the North. His cars were burnt nothing happened and you think he has p 2 b and when you people say p 2 b is not part of the old guard p 2 b has been in politics for how many years he has been governor for eight years he has been he uh, has been a, a, a vice president last the last four years now he's here it's part of the old guards let's not deceive ourselves so but the truth of the matter whether one million match or not one million match i am looking at this that nigeria will never ever work in one billion years And 2023 election is not going to change anything because we have been doing this thing for the past 20-something years. Nothing has changed. We don't have electricity. Is Nigeria working for you? Fashola was the best advisor concerning electricity till he become the minister of electricity and uh, darkness is uh, full everywhere. Um, Buhari was a uh, uh, minister of restructuring and uh, petroleum till he become the president of Nigeria and we are borrowing money everywhere. So when you look at the promises people have to make to come to power, they always base their promises on lies. So when we are talking about this one million match, this and that, Bukala Saraki, I am not interested. The only solution to Nigeria is total disintegration, let people go and heal. Because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of killings, there's a lot of deaths, there's a lot of pains that are going to make Nigeria in the next 20 years, you're going to breed monsters. That are going to destroy more things than what we have at hand now. But it's better for everybody to go on his small corner to call his people that we have lost a lot to this Nigeria. Let's come together and heal and, and find a way to move our life forward than to be in this big Nigeria and we'll be hurting ourselves and the unborn children. If we can go that way, I think we have a solution. But if we are going this political that people are, are fighting for, we're going to have another four years of people being killed, massacred everywhere. And that is it, we, the reality we are not facing. Uh, people we are uh, trying to be lynched in Bauchi, people we are trying to be lynched in Sokoto, people we are trying to lynch in Kaduna, an innocent girl we are killed for committing no crime. And all the only whole people that we look at as leaders in the north, affirm that the girl committed a crime that is out for him to die. The only difference that they should have no mobbed her. Uh, and we are here talking about 1 million match. Do we have empathy at all? Anyway, there's no going to be P2B for PDP. That's the truth. He's my brother. If I'm in a situation to advise him, I will tell him, support us that are asking for a referendum and become the president of Biafra. I will give you 100% support. But you're going to be with people who don't like you. They don't like you. Why do you want to be in their midst? So that's the truth we are not facing. And when we come up with this truth, we can find a solution. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Oscar, it's, it's been a very. We good. like Peter Obi in Nigeria. We like Peter Obi, even here like this now. I'm saying it. If Peter Obi wins the PDP primaries, I will support him. We like Peter Obi. It's just so, that I think that we like somebody more. Uh-huh. Thank, thank,
0: thank you, Labour. Uh, thank you, Oscar, for your. It's been a very, very fascinating debate. We we've heard all perspectives, but we need to move on to the next topic, which is, which is quite a serious issue: the beheading of a serving legislator in Anambra state. Phoenix, what is going on in Nigeria? I know we've had terrorism. I know there's been violence, but a serving legislator in Anambra state is kidnapped and beheaded. What is going on, Phoenix?
1: Michael, the situation is out of hand. And and it's gotten to this um, past because of poor leadership, as far as I'm concerned, and and that's pointing fingers at governors in, in the southeast, the ones there now, and and over time as this issue snowballed over the last, uh, I would say over the last over this period, because I always look back to, I mean, so so of course we've had agitations by Masab. He never really went anywhere. Kamu started doing his radio, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, uh, I mean, Buhari came in and decided to go with a heavy hand, captured the guy, locked him away for two years, radicalized his, his followership. And then you, you now have the, the current situation where it's become an armed issue. First of all, people were, Aggrieved that they were being oppressed with all the military heavy handedness in the Southeast. But now it's metastasized into something really, um, really worrisome does not even begun, begin to explain it. I mean, now you don't even know who's doing what and you don't know for what reason. And it's become a, I mean, it's become repeated acts of criminality and therefore, you see, that's where you see leadership completely missing. You don't see this so called governors who've been elected by their people to keep them safe doing anything. Um, I mean, you see Soludo talking now. We saw him go to meet in Amdikano. We've seen him react to this particular incident and then put out a bounty. But it's, it's, it's a failure of leadership. It's if it's if it. If, among the, the Southeast governors, I hold them responsible because at the end of the day, it, it is their, their own people is within their area. But we also know it's a wider issue uh, that we've seen on that Buhari and how he fermented this issue and, and, and how it's gotten worse. I should never have gotten to this to this place, but it's now pure criminality. And, and what is expected is that the government, you know, deals with this with, um, with all the means at his disposal to make sure that ordinary people do not continue to, uh, to, to suffer for this. We have sit-at-home sit orders, we have non-state actors who are dictating how people should live their lives and, and nobody's doing anything about it. So for me, it's it's unacceptable. It needs to it, There needs to be concerted work to, to put a stop to it and and you need to you need the leaders who who are there to go and to find a way to to fix this issue. This is I mean, it's not even just the fact that he's a lawmaker; it just he's a human being, kidnapped, beheaded. I mean, his family. I mean, my condolences to them. We just I just read this evening that another person has been kidnapped um, in Anambra State. Don't know what's going to be the fate of that person. So this is becoming. Uh, you know, he's akin to what we were seeing uh, 10, 12 years ago with, with Boko Haram, and before you knew it, became something else. And and now you you, I mean, the, what's worse is the, the Nigerian state is not willing to do the work that is required to to put a stop to this. All they are willing to do is point fingers. Meanwhile, the people they are pointing fingers are denying. You're not doing your work to investigate and be sure that they they are the ones. You're just willing to. To to tear the thing. I mean, to just create um, unnecessary rancor without, you know, putting in the right um, capability to put a stop to, to 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 this nonsense that is going on. And then you, I mean, we now have a country where you've you you have armed. I mean, armed conflict. I don't want to call it conflict, but you, you have this kind of insecurity almost everywhere. And it's it speaks to the failure not only of 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 those of those of that region that I've been talking about, but of 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 the Buhari government, which we've talked about several times. But this is a failure of leadership, and we I, we, I mean I don't know whether we can wait until the next government to fix this, and how many people would have suffered before the, before then. Elections are coming. We know that this would will, will ramp up. It's just it's just a just a ridiculous situation.
4: Thank you, Phoenix.
0: Let me go to Irene. Irene, the newspaper reports um, seem to indicate that the the, the perpetrators of this of this uh, horrible crime have connections to the pro-Biafra movement. Uh, Premium Times says they, they published a video, the killers said, saying they give 48 hours to the government for all soldiers in Biafra land to be withdrawn or to face further consequences which would seem to indicate that these these the killers were either maybe members of IPOB or, or or supporters of IPOB so uh, what what is your view do you do you think this is ipob related and if it is what how should the the nigerian state or the anambra state government respond to this crisis uh, so i
2: I I want to start from the second question on how to respond before I, I talk about what I think, who I think it is, because I don't really know. I don't really I don't think that who it is is as important as how to address it. Um, The good news is that we have context. Context in the sense that, you know, we've this is not the first time that, you know, we've had um. Internal, um, we've had internal, um, 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 kidnappings and killings, violence, you know, but this is this would be the first time that you know there's a lot of of concerted effort, I would say, to to I don't know, couch the situation. Um, when I talk about context, I mean that, you know, I mean, we, we saw Ossisi Kanku and his end in Abia State, you know, even Bakassi boys at a point, you know, um, were an issue. And all of this required a bit of, you know, state and community action to quell. I would say that, you know, IPOB, ESN, I don't know, all of them, um, and all the factions, and that's part of the reason why I, I try not to. To uh, I I am I'm, I'm saying that it's not really relevant who because you know the, once you point a finger at somebody they say oh no is this is Simon Ekbar's faction it is this person's faction, you know it's not really as important as there is criminality going on it has been tolerated, you know with with Biafra rhetoric you know, and it should not be. And so there needs to be a concerted effort to address this. Beheading a law, a, a lawmaker, uh, you know, a, a an official of the state and putting the head on a spike is not only, you know, it's not only an insult, you know, but it's a, it's a message, you know, to the federal government. And so, yes, you know, I will admit that I'm one of those people who believes that, you know, the force, Um, that they had exerted initially um, was excessive and unnecessary. And that was true because then we had unarmed, they actually attacked unarmed people who were desperate for change. And now, you know, whether it was those people that went and armed, or armed people saw an opportunity to address it, we have a bad situation. We need to get together and address it. I think that, you know, Soludo had a very big role to play. In, and, you know, he's in a good position because he's actually accepted, you know, um, um, in the state and not as, I would say, as... Um, there's a lot more support for him I would say than his predecessor and and at this time he needs to tap into that you know to 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 get the community to support I like the fact that you know he has placed a bounty on whoever has you know information and all of that you know at least start things that's that's um that you know, spur community action. I always say this because when things like this happen, you know, these people do not live in isolation. They are all community people. I will give you the example of um, of, of a village man who was, one of our village men who was kidnapped by osisi Kanko's gang of those days. And when he was kidnapped and put somewhere, they were speaking his dialect and he's like, but I'm your brother, what is happening? You know, and so, these, these people are, you know, are, are also our everyday people. They're not living in isolation. They can be rooted out, they can be found out, you know, and dealt with. And, you know, there is enough public sentiment against them today to address it. I will also go further to say that the reason this APC government is not as, you know, I would say, it's not as um, um, effective, um, proactive, in addressing this situation is because it pays them because they know that PD, the, the, a solid PDP battleground is in the South. Where else do you see, where else do they, do they even in Canada, where else do you see 90, 96% of, of the registered voters come out for, for any party? They know that standard, in fact, it's one of those things that, you know, I will not go back to the previous topic, but one of those things that I feel that PDP has taken for granted—they know—and you know, it's 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 why these governors today, these House of Reps members, these people who want to, who are looking to, you know, to 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 get into power next year, they need to make sure that there's a place to vote. You know, whether they cannot, you know, continue to to to. Um, allow the complacency of this government. We need to take action and it needs to be, you know, an action of both state and community. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Irene. Oscar, you've heard the comments of the previous speakers. And I just want to mention again that in the media and the general public commentary all fingers are pointed at the IPOB movement or their supporters. They say your group or your supporters are responsible for the beheading of an Anambra state lawmaker. Now, tell me, Oscar, is, is violence the solution to this movement? And how do you respond to the allegations that it is IPOB members or their supporters who have committed this, this gruesome murder, Oscar.
4: You know, um, there's a saying, people that still believe in Christianity or Bible, they said, when the foundation is wrong, what would the righteous do? As Nigeria is, even though you go and bring Jesus Christ, it's not going to make any difference. And the one thing I found out that for you to be a Nigerian, defend Nigeria, you must be a liar. That's, that's the basis. So for you to defend Nigeria in any angle, you must lie just to defend Nigeria, because if Nigeria walk in, we're not going to be having this argument. Because now, IPOB is not violent. IPOB on not any harm to anybody. But the Nigerian government have killed hundreds and thousands of them. And nobody will have come to say, what Nigerian government do to these people is very, very wrong. But anytime there's something, guilty conscience will push them to say, it's iPod. It's iPod. It's Ibor. iPod has nothing to do with what is going on in the land. What is going on in the land you see today is as a result of what Nigeria states can offer. Because no job. If you offer somebody $1,000 to go and kill somebody, he's not going to go an eyelid to do it. People, youths don't have job. I was in Nigeria a few months ago, and I can tell you, people are hungry. They can do desperate things, even DSS themselves. are making every up story just to bring up Port Town, but they don't know that we have crossed the rubicon. We know their lives. And when Nigeria has come to defend this evil, I laugh. It was in this country, Gulak was killed in Imo State. Governor came and said, IPOB is not involved in it. Even the prison break, they accused IPOB. Prison break happened tonight. The the, the IG of police said, it's IPOB. And the chief security officer of the state came out and said, the video they obtained, there was not an Igbo man that was involved in that video. Nobody was able to come and said, okay, tell us who is in the video. Saludo have come and said, IPOB have nothing to do with all the, all the criminality that is going on in the land, IPOB. And this open, how? We are enemy with the hope of them. He has already told us many times that IPOB is not involved in what is going, that is political motivated. But let's go back to the history of political uh, time in Nigeria. It was in our eyes that Bola Ike was killed. Today, it was Have anybody brought a book because of killing of Bola Ike? This is the lies Nigeria I don't tell. Um, there was this man who used to be a PDP candidate uh, was it during the Obasanjo regime again? At the third end of Obasanjo regime, what's his name? Can somebody remind me? Um, somebody fashion or something. He was in this country. That man was killed. He, he was contested for governor of Lagos State. Up to today, nobody you, was. You, you mean Funsho Williams? Funsho Williams. Thank you, my brother. Funsho Williams was was killing his house after having a night meeting with his campaign team he go in and they slaughtered him. And up to today, nobody was brought to book that get involved in killing. He, they even kill him at the heart of the man is doing campaign. So there's a lot of people around the house that should know something happened in that house. But nobody, Bola Ige was killed. Was brought, as a, even at the general of Nigeria for the fact, Have they found who killed him? But because this one happened in the Southeast, now they will call IPOB. Are we telling ourselves the truth in this country? Why can't you be honest to yourself for the first time? Now uh, we are talking about killing the, the lady that said blood of Jesus because they posted his uh, they posted this, uh, uh they posted something about religion on their platform. His head was 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 breaking to pieces for saying that. There's a bomb explosion in Cano, and the government came out and said it was a gas explosion. After two days, DSS arrested two people with, a, with a explosive devices that, lay, that pointed out to what happened in Kanu. And those things, nobody's talking about it. But when it's an Igbo man or something has to do with IPOB, you see everybody having an election, which is very, very wrong. Oscar,
0: can I get some clarification from you on this point? So have a simple question for you. First of all, do you condemn the killings? And secondly, I
4: condemn it 120 percent. That is evil and barbaric. And I'm telling you, Nigerian state is involved in killing of that, that man. The same way they are involved in killing of uh, uh, this man, Dora Kuni the husband. They, 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 they were involved. Nigerian state is a killer. All of us know. Why are we run away? away from it? Nigerian state is a killer. Nigerian state is barbaric. And uh, let me close with this. Maya Lafia was in last two years or last year before he, they killed him as well, because what Nigeria can do is killing, killing, and killing. They kill your dream, they kill your future, they kill your children, they rape your wife. That's what Nigeria can do. They can't give you electricity, they can't give you road, they can't give you hospital. All they know how to do is to kill. Maya Lafia came last year, and he said in 2022 the killing is going to increase. Go and watch the video, it's on YouTube. He it said it's gonna increase. After they finish killing people in the rural area, they will come to urban areas, start killing prominent men. At least this, this since last year up to now. How many prominent men have been killed? Dora Ekin, the husband has been killed, Gulak has been killed. Um, another one is uh, another one is this one that they killed this week. And nobody take him serious. And he said they are preparing to start a civil war. They're prepared to start a civil war. That a governor, a sitting governor in the north is the sponsor of Boko Haram. But nobody will ask because it's not, it's not an able man that, that we are kissing fingers. Because if it's an able man or a Biafran, you, by now, they will, have, they will have taken him to custody because all the Boko Haram you see that are killing, none of them is in custody, but none of the Kali is in custody. So when we, want to, when we want to solve a problem, first of all, you discover the problem, you go to the root of it and solve it. Not the reaction but, of but, uh, the Oscar, I, need,
0: I need to ask you a final question on this. A Quick question before I go to Ilemona. Simon Ekpa, who is one of the leaders of IPOP, is known publicly to advocate violence so, are you sure that it is nothing to do with the IPOB movement because Simon is, on, is documented to be supporting violence in public?
4: No, um, uh, Michael, let me, uh, let me correct you there. Simon Epa has never, ever, ever instigate violence. It is your country, Nigeria, that instigates violence. Get that one right. Because when IPOB movement started, and we have flag in our hands. They come after us, kill us like animals. What someone can tell you is that when people are coming to kill you, try to defend yourself. That is not just to get them violent. So self-defense is, is, is a, a fundamental right for anybody to defend himself when he's threatened. So you get that one straight. So I have never, you can never advocate violence. You are not violent people, but I want you to understand that. So when you people are pointing these fingers, you have to know, the evil of Nigerian state. You are, you, 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 Michael, you can testify to it that Nigeria is evil that I can kill anybody that doesn't support them. Why are we coming to try to see IPOB? When did IPOB started? Was Bola Ige, uh, IPOB was there when Bola Ige was killed? Fusha William, was IPOB there when he was killed? So many killings that happened in this country since 1945, was IPOB there? Aguirosi was slaughtered, was murdered. Nigeria, from the foundation, is a killer squad. We know. We know about Mustafa. Mustafa, who is a, uh, you know, this politician that can kill at any will. You know, we know about Mustafa, who was uh, okay. an heir to was- But you, you cannot be talking about all this history, history, history. We're talking about today. Can
2: I pop today? You, you're saying that you're saying that this is self defence. I mean, how is, is this self defence? How, very, so is, how is all of this killing self
4: defence? Can you can you at, don't intercede, don't intercede to me when I'm talking? You can say whatever you, when you have your time. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm talking about this. The problem that led to the killing of those people have not been fixed. Up to so, today, me and you, you are still here arguing with uh, Peter Obi or Saraki being the president. But the problem that was causing all this killing has not been fixed. Yes. because if wajuku no, okay. can, can go to aburi to negotiate for the structuring after 16 years we are still talking about the structuring is he not a shame to a nation so let's okay. let's oh, let's oh, Oscar,
0: sorry to drop because we have to move on to 11 okay. now
3: please i have i have plenty to say so you have about you
0: have three minutes because we need to move on to it's our, fine
3: okay so the entire minute. approach to this whole thing is would have been funny if it wasn't so sad His entire approach is, oh, so because people were killed in Nigeria before, it's okay that they should be killed in our concept of Biafra now. That's his entire approach. He's not raised anything that remotely approaches the issue. It is, oh, that person was killed the other day. Oh, the other person was killed the other year. Oh, the other person was killed the other year. Nothing that addresses the violence that is being sprung up on the people of the Southeast. Nothing that addresses it. If Oscar is untrue if you tell us. No, I'll, let me not water it down. Is a lie for you to say that Simon Aikbar has not called for violence. He has, several times. It is on record, on video, it is there. Even amongst more moderate members of the IPOB, there are people who worry about Simon Aikbar's ways. It is there coming to come and tell us that he has never called for violence, is you looking at us informed people who at least have small sense and you're telling us a lie to our face, that's not true. You've offered nothing. All you said is, oh, because people have been killed in Nigeria, oh, because people have been killed in Nigeria. Does the killing of people in Nigeria make it okay for people to be killed in Biafra or in Biafra in in this place? The other day, we saw a video of people who went to go and kill INEC staff. And they were saying, "We have been telling you that this is what we want to do. This is what we want to do. We are fighting for your freedom. We are refusing. And so the the punishment for the freedom that you insist you must foist on me is death. I don't understand. It it doesn't make, this approach to it doesn't make much sense. And it seems like it's okay now. Like Irene said, people have created the scenario for this that has started. How long do you think before it gets to the doorsteps of some of the people who advocate for it, who say it is okay, or who try to provide nuance or rationalization? How long do you think it will be before it gets to their doorsteps? You're from, you're from the Southeast, right? you're from Nigeria until the Africa exists. If it ever exists, how long do you think it will, it will be before it gets to your doorstep in the Southeast? To the doorsteps of people that you know and love, how long do you think it will be? What could we continually shirk the responsibility, shirk the conversation, put it on the door of, oh, the Nigerian state, in court. when we know that it isn't true, that there are a group of people who are funding, who are promoting, who who are perpetrating violence against unarmed, innocent men and women. We know that. And they're doing so under the cover of this, under the cover that has been provided for them by by an agitation for self-actualization. You spent a lot of time when we're talking about Peter B for president and Bukola Saraki for president telling us how the Nigerian state has failed. And sorry, let me tell you something, Oscar. Before your very eyes, the agitation for Biafra, Biafra is already a failing state because people like you will not say the truth that even if you're not participating in it, people are using a cover that you may or may not knowingly provide to perpetrate a large amount of violence on unarmed Innocent men, women, and children. That is really the soft truth.
0: Bam! Thank you. Th- thank, thank, you, Lebanon, Irene. I can see Oscar was the quick response. I, I Oscar, think I have
4: to respond. Oscar, you have because,
0: two two minutes before we move to our final topic. So I'll give you two you minutes. Thank you very well. much, uh, Michael.
4: You know, you know. Sometimes when I look at these politicians, I laugh because they don't know my level of politics. Because the only way you can survive in Nigerian politics, you have to make up lies. And we have grown past that level of trying to use light to win people's hearts. We have to tell you the truth, whether you accept it or not. You say I mentioned this. Why I mention it is that when we talk about where can, you get just, where can you get peace in this whole world without justice? For you to get peace, you must have to have a justice system that when people do something, they, 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 they are responsible for it and they pay for it. And I'm, I'm pointing at you that there's a lot of these kind of things that have happened in Nigeria in years. And nobody was brought to justice. What does that do? It embodies people that want to do it again. So that's what Nigeria creates. And that is the fruit of it. And is a lie. Is there, is there a lie that people I mentioned that did not kill? Is there a lie that anybody has been convicted for the, uh, the killing? And I'm telling you, that's not, what That's not what I said
3: was a lie. Don't mistake
4: the two. That's not what I said was a lie. You said I said Samoneba, the lie I said at Samoneba is to get him violence. I said Samoneba, didn't need to get violence. What he's saying that defend yourself when people come for your life? That is not to get him violence. So you don't, you don't, you don't make people, you don't kill their child and tell that child how to cry. That's what Nigeria is doing to everybody. When I didn't beat you, they still want to direct you on how to cry. Our brothers and sisters was murdered in, in, in Lake Itogate. Have anybody brought to justice? So what I'm telling you, you are still coming to put it on me that I'm lying, that people have been killed over and over again in the nation you try to defend. And nobody has been brought to book for killing. And might happen again, we talk about it, and tomorrow we forget about it. Like this one that happened in oh, so, so, Oscar,
1: Oscar, Oscar, hold on. So, <laughs> <and> <laughs> the response, the response let, let to... No, 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 We, we don't have time. The response to, to all murder is exactly. more murder. Exactly. <laughs> and not only more murder, murder of innocent civilians. That's the response to, okay, the Nigerian state has been doing bad things. So, let's kill our own people <laughs> to <laughs> punish the Nigerian state.
4: What I'm trying to tell you is, get my point. What I'm trying to tell you guys is before you start, before you, you, you start accusing fingers, show us where you have taken a proactive action to stop this thing from happening. You have not. As a, as a Nigerian, it have not happened. I condemn the killing and it's barbaric. But is Nigeria gonna bring justice? It's a lie because they have never bring justice in the first place. So if we want to solve this problem, there's where to go about it we need to disintegrate this civil society called Nigeria, so that people will be able to manage their security, manage their life, decide on what they want. Even the North have decided what they want. The North want Islamic State. But me as a southern is telling you that I don't want to be a part of Islamic State. But you guys in the South are coming to speak too much grammar and saying that we must be there. Why? To solve this problem of killing, let's disintegrate Nigeria. Let's put it on the vote. Who want to be part of Nigeria and who don't want to be part of Nigeria? Let's divide Nigeria and see if this killing is going to stop or not. Let's do something we have never done before. We have run election. We have gone to civil war. We have killed our brothers and sisters. But still, Nigeria is killing everybody. Yeah, what, you're asking for, what
1: you're asking for is a political so- solution, but you people are not ready to participate in the politics now.
4: Send, no, no, yeah. send people, to, send people to
1: the National Assembly to raise a motion. No, no, no,
4: no, no, no. When, when if you Zik won't, won't, was asking for independence. When's was asking for independence? Was was there was there any constitution that said Britain must give them independence? Was it in their constitution? Oh, so you so, so, so yeah, yeah, so are comparing what happened to you. Sorry, guys. To colonial state, to an independent. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, guys. I guys. I to, to, guys, I have to stop
3: for to talk.
4: Okay, let's move on to the next topic, Okay, okay. It's time for me to talk. You guys interrupt. Michael, wait. They keep interrupting me. That is not good because they make me forget my chain of thought. But let me tell you, the same thing Zika and Awolo asked for them to have independence as a Nigeria. Is the same thing me and then and the call is asking. And you say we do kill because of it. Because they are white, there is it. I say, okay, let's go by the opinion of these people. But because you are black, you say go and kill them and don't allow them to talk. So that's why that's the difference.
3: Thank thank you, Oscar. You've
4: you've made your it is
3: important point. that somebody interjects here. To no, say no, one no. thing that is very important. I, it wouldn't take more than 30 seconds. I, okay. I thank you. 30
4: seconds. You don't come and try to- Yeah, believe. but you had
3: finished though. Okay, so
4: sorry, finish. finish. You had finished now. I will interject. If you say something that I don't, my mind didn't take, I will interject, as well. So I want you, you know, to- But you have finished now. It. But you I have finished your point. Can I, okay,
3: I'll wait on. have you finished now? Can I speak? Yeah, it's really So 30 seconds, you 30 seconds. Let me tell you something. There's absolutely not, at least I know Irene very well. I know Phoenix very well. I know you, Gege, reasonably. I, mean, I know the thought processes rather well. There is none of us, without doubt, that is not full of condemnation of the approach that the military has taken towards the agitation for self-actualization in the Southeast we condemn it in unequivocal terms, that it is violent, it is, a mis- it is an abuse of the human rights and the freedoms of the people of the Southeast who have a right to determine or demand anything. That's it. We believe that as equally as the Nigerian state must act within the confines of the law, so also most the people who have these agitations. That is the simple nutshell of our position. At least I know that I speak reasonably for some of the other people. Very okay, good. no, thank yes, you. Hi, it's been 30 seconds.
0: So let's just give Oscar the final 30 seconds and then we need to move on to the next topic. Otherwise, we'll be, we'll
1: be here. We heard what Oscar on. wants to say, Jari. Let's move on to the next topic.
4: Phoenix, you know? But the truth of the matter, I want to tell you, maybe I forgot to mention that today. I was, I'm a staunch member of APC before 2015. Even before that, since 1999, I have participated in all political activities as a person because I love Nigeria with passion and I want Nigeria to move forward. So if I could have participated on those level, and today I have looked at it very well and I found out that Nigeria is not going to work in the next 1 billion years because since I was born, now I'm 45, all I keep hearing, Nigeria is going to get better. Today, I was in a space. And when you talk about fixing Nigeria, people who are still defending one Nigeria, they are advising people like uh, Deepa wojide they are advising people how to jump out from Nigeria. But when you ask them, how are you going to fix this Nigeria? They don't have answer. But they will ask us, how is this your Biafra going to look like? Because I look at it, for, for, the, for 16 years, a country that cannot give its people ordinary, common security and electricity is not what to die for. And that is why I stand on my ground and tell you, Nigeria is not going to work in one billion years. The only solution is disintegration. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Oscar. It's been a very spirited debate, which I've enjoyed. I've heard all the perspectives and the listeners will reach their conclusions. We're going to our final topic, but because of time, we have to make it as short as possible. So the PDP primaries are coming up and our focus today is on the presidential primaries primaries. There's a number of candidates in the mix, and I want to go around for, to every speaker. In one minute, I'm going to use my stopwatch, so it literally is one minute. Tell me who your preference is to win, and in one minute, tell me why that person is the person you want. So I'll start with you, Phoenix. You have one minute starting now.
1: I think that was obvious now. it's uh, How do they say it? P2B you know the one word <laughs> i mean for me i mean when i look across when i look at the field um across both, both major parties um he stands head and shoulders above uh, anyone else in terms of his uh, his public and private record in terms of his acumen in terms of his um, the way that he's led and and so for me he represents uh the kind of leadership that i believe nigeria needs and I'm I'm also of the view that he is in the right party to do that because if I look at the antecedents of PDP, I mean, forget all the corruption tag and all of that. I mean, PDP has consistently been the party that has given us at least people who have thought to create an enabling environment. I mean, I'm a market-oriented person, as most people will know, so I, I look for people who, who would enable a free hey,
0: your 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 one minute is up. It's not up.
1: I beg. Let me let me <laughs> talk about my guy first. But <laughs> well, okay, no, to cut it short, I, I believe I believe he's he's the he's the best candidate of the lot, and I believe very strongly that he's also the one in, in the situation that PDP finds itself as a as a an, an opposing party that has lost the general elections uh, twice in a row to stand a chance, you need to get people um to to want to vote for you you need to you win by, by more, having neutrals on your side and you win by expanding the voting base we've seen over the last two election cycles that the, the participation has been dwindling we saw massive apathy the last time around especially in the strongholds where where pdp has its strongholds in the southeast and south south to counter that you need to energize the base and he's the one person that has proven that he can do it
0: Thank you, Phoenix. So over to you, Irene. Who is your candidate, Irene, in one minute?
2: So I'm going to echo Phoenix a little bit and say that, you know, it's p b or boss. It's p b or boss. It's p b or boss. Like we've said everything. If you want to know whether he's the bright candidate, just he, he has been speaking. All the platforms, all the, you know, right now we're, we're at the point where we just want action. You know, PDP just needs to test let me tell you why I'm excited about this. We are about, I feel like we're about to activate a a voting block that we've not activated before. We've always trusted, you know, the other traditional blocks. And I, and, you know, I feel that if, if PDP will just trust us this one time to do this thing, to just show these people that, listen, the way that we ginger for, you know, for, for entertainment can be replicated into, you know, social change. That is, you know, that is what P2B represents for me. And that is what I'm desperate to see. And I really, 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 really hope that, you know, all of this pressure that we're putting, all of this, that we're clamoring, you know, it's not, I, 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 I will concede one point to Lemonade and say that it's not ideal, right? But it is necessary. It is necessary. We are desperate. It is necessary. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Irene, for sticking to the time. Uh, well, well done. You, you've made your case within one minute. Now, let me go to Ilemona. Ilemona, tell us, in one minute, who are you rooting for to win the PDP's primaries, presidential primaries? Abaka kolasarki
3: Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, you said okay Abakab Bukolat yes. Abaka and- simple reasons many many reasons one we need a president who understands the need to combine effective efficient executive legislative regulations all the reforms that we're going to be able to get that we must get will come by somebody who knows the inner workings of the national assembly and how to and is able to put together a legislative agenda that works for everybody 1 2 we need a president who understands government but also understands the private sector and understands that the relationship between both is essential for the sort of middle class growth that takes millions of people out of poverty and puts them in prosperity thereby taking the nation out of poverty and puts that nation the nation into prosperity Bukala is that person. We need someone who no, understands the ability to pull different, differing, passionate demographics of our country to a table, to understand that everybody needs to give something into a pot to be able to get something out of that pot. We need somebody who understands that the art of negotiation, to bring people to a table angry and help them leave happier than they were when they came to that table. Bukola Saraki is that person. We need someone who understands the critical roles our institutions play in um, what they call it, in political growth and development, and the need to ensure that in the institutions fight for their independence and safeguard those independence so that they're able to function effectively. Like they've never functioned, really functioned over time. Bukola Syaraki is that person. I could go on and on. But and shoulders, understanding the critical need to make our institutions work for effectiveness and efficiency. Finally, we need somebody who understands how to grow wealth. To grow wealth, I believe, and I understand the need to say for a rainy day, but you cannot save your way out of poverty. You need to have the sort of combination of legislative and executive action to be able to grow wealth, get government out of the way, and then put the private sector into play so that your people can work on the, can give their creativity and grow your country. Bukola Sarki is that person. We're tired of talking. That's why in our campaign organization, our rider is enough talk. Let's fix Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you, Ilemona. Now, the final
0: word on today's podcast goes to Oscar. Oscar, you've heard in the news, you've seen all the candidates. If you had to pick one Oscar, one candidate from the PDP to be their presidential candidate, who would you pick? Oscar.
4: Thank you. I think you are not being fair. You give Lemona a lot of time to talk, to campaign for his Bukola uh, Saraki. His, uh, uh, but, Gege, uh, uh, you know my stand. since we have get to know each other. None. I'll tell you why. Because all of them are the same. Why is it always we come to a table where they will say, okay, choose from the lesser ever. That's all they, what they present to us. Peter B was governor of Anambra State for eight years. Did his governorship stop the insecurity in Anambra State? No. It was during his period that some of us were killed and put in Uzi River. You talk about, uh, you talk about uh, Atiku. Atiku have been the governor, Atiku have been two times uh, vice president. And he had been contesting for president since a uh, since, since, uh, Abiola days. And he made a lot of wealth. Have you account how he make this money? No, it was it was through criminality of looting, and they make all their money. We know that one. You talk about Saraki. Everybody know his history about a General uh, uh, Society General Bank. How they fund? When you bring that up, I need <laughs> respond, though. No, 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 no. Why are you interjecting me? That is not good. I apologize. I apologize. Michael, so yeah. and we know his history with uh, Society General Bank. He was two-time. He was a former governor of Para State. Go- Para State still remains the poorest, uh, one of the poorest states in this country. He was a he was a, a, a Senate president. What does that change? He, he was uh, in our group when we were. He, he was uh, with us when we when we bring this boy that is a disaster to Nigeria. He was on that platform. To bring Buhari to Nigeria, that is a disaster. So what are we talking about? Who, are, who among them that you say, we don't know their antecedent? The all of us know that all these people have always put their hand in the cookie jar. But we are not present with, oh, can you take the lesser evil? Which is what makes black people cannot progress in the one billion years. Because they are, we always present with bad, two bad eggs I said, can you choose the lesser evil? And uh, for me, I have grown past that level that I have to stand for lesser evil. Either you are evil or you are good. Which all of them didn't meet up my criteria. So sorry, I can't choose any one of them. None. Thank you,
0: Oscar, uh, for your for your non non commentary or non non selection.
1: Michael, but we're, are, we're t- waiting for your one before you start
0: claiming that our results. <laughs> <time is up. laughs> uh, my my preference, uh, I think, is uh, Peter Albi for basically two re- reasons. First of all. I think it's the turn of the southeast to produce the presidency uh, because it's an equitable decision. And of all the southeast contenders, I think Peter Obi is the best. So, if I had to vote, I would vote for him. But anyway, our time is up. So, first of all, I must thank our guests. know how
3: brought <laughs> people <laughs> ambush me in a <as>, Peter Obi you know how ambush me in a Peter <laughs> Obi
0: as Oscar said, he said we gave you a lot of time to, to speak. So yes, I think, I think we gave you time. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Lebanon. Thank you, Oscar. And thank you, Irene, for taking time out of your busy schedules to participate in this very exciting conversation. Thank you, Phoenix. And welcome back from your uh, traveling around the world. And finally, to our listeners, we thank you for always tuning in and giving us helpful feedback. So until the same time next week, I say have a fantastic seven days to everyone.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. I,
4: whatever I'm saying comes from the heart of love. I'm not angry with anybody. So no, nobody go and see me like I'm a, I'm a monster who wants to destroy Nigeria.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: Thank you for your love, Oscar. You love Nigeria, but you want to destroy it. Thank you.